As an industrial water treater, you have to do so much. You have to know about so many things. Chemistry, physics, environmental, electrical, and the list goes on. But did you ever think that list should include cyber protection? Who's got time for that? Well, hackers have plenty of time to find your vulnerabilities and hold your valuable information hostage. 43% of all cyber attacks happen to small businesses. Small businesses are not prepared to defend against cyber attacks. The cyber threat protection experts at Reinert Consulting Group have been helping water treatment companies with strategies to protect their valuable data. Here's the thing about Reinert Consulting Group. They understand what water treatment companies need to defend against these attacks. From training to software, Reiner Consulting Group is your one-stop shop for protecting your valuable data. After all, where would you be without your data? Go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash cyber to find out more. That's scalinguph2o.com forward slash cyber. Don't wait before it's too late. Welcome to Scaling Up, the podcast where we scale up on knowledge so we don't scale up our systems. I'm Trace Blackmore. I get to host this fantastic podcast in a brand new year, a brand new 2022. We have so many episodes planned for you this year. We've got a lot of things that we need to plan. So as always, if you have an idea for this show, Go to ScalingUpH2O.com and go to our show ideas page and let us know that. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Nation, each and every year, at the beginning of the year, I hope to inspire you to be your best you. Life by default does not make you better. In fact, If you are living life by default, you do not know where that end destination that you are traveling to each and every day will take you. So every first episode of the year so far since we've had this podcast, that might change in the future, but it's not changing this year. I want to motivate you to be your best self, not to live life by default, not to live in the day-to-day, but to use the day-to-day to accomplish the goals that you want to accomplish. And I'm going to take you through a process that I do each and every year. And in fact, this is the exact same thing that we do in the Rising Tide Mastermind. Now, the Rising Tide Mastermind is a group of people that we get together each and every week, and we figure out how are we going to make each other better? What are the issues that you need help solving, and how can I use my experiences so you don't have to experience the failures that I had to experience to get to a solved result. So now, because you have a group of trusted advisors, you don't have to start at step one. Maybe you start at step eight, 
and you now take what I've done or somebody else in the group has done and you are able to accomplish an end result a lot faster, but you're probably also going to improve it. You are going to, because you have so much more freed up time and resources to start further along the process, you're going to improve the process and then you share that and then somebody else does the same thing. That's why we say a rising tide raises all ships. And if that sounds like something that you want to learn more about, I'd love to talk to you about it. ScalingUpH2O.com forward slash mastermind. I also have to send a shout out to Reed Hutchinson. He is leading his own mastermind group within the Rising Tide Mastermind. So nation, so exciting. So many people have joined the Rising Tide Mastermind and they've invited people that they know need help like this. We all need help like this. We need more facilitators. So my friend, he's been on the show. You guys know him, Reed Hutchinson. He's now facilitating his own group. And it is just amazing to see an idea that I had and then how everybody within the Rising Tide Mastermind helped that idea to create what we call the Rising Tide Mastermind. And we have other facilitators coming in to help facilitate groups because we are growing so much. Just so amazing to to look at all that. And I want everybody out there to know that the Rising Tide Mastermind is as successful as it is because of the people in it. I had the idea but all the people within the Rising Tide Mastermind make that group what it is today, and they're going to form what that group looks like tomorrow. The reason I share all this with you is, one, I'm just so passionate about the Rising Tide Mastermind, and you might be wondering, what are some of the things that we're doing within the Rising Tide Mastermind? Well, I told you we're helping with each other's issues, but we're also helping each other get better. We're asking each other, where do you want to go and how are you going to get there? Are you taking account for all the obstacles that are going to get in your way and you're pre-anticipating those so you can go around them when they present themselves? Are you using all the knowledge that you have from living your life over the last year and all the previous years to make sure that you are setting proper goals and attacking those goals in a way that you live your day-to-day so you're setting yourself up for success? You're setting yourself up so you can accomplish these goals. Now, I'm not saying make them easy goals so you are sure to accomplish them. If you are doing anything else besides stretching yourself to accomplish a goal, don't bother. It's going to happen anyway. Don't waste the time. But when you plan to get better and that plan involves you doing something different, you will grow throughout the process. And that growth 
is as important, if not more important, than you actually reaching the goal that that growth came from. So here it is. Here is what we do in the Rising Tide Mastermind each and every year. It all starts with a review. Nation, so many of us are so eager to start something new that we don't take in account what life is teaching us. Now, I mentioned this on last week's episode, and if you have not done this, it is imperative that if you decide you're going to goal plan for this year, you have to do this. I want you to look back at last year in review. The most important thing that I want you to do is celebrate all the accomplishments that you had last year. So many times, the only thing we focus on are the things we didn't get done. Our failures. I failed at this. I failed at that. I didn't get this done. Wow, I'm feeling worthless. Folks, that's not the mindset that you need to be in when you are planning your future, when you're figuring out where you need to be in a future time. So please focus in on the successes. After you have done that, you need to look at why they were successful and really take a hard look. Did you accomplish those? Because they were going to get accomplished anyway. They really weren't goals at all. They were just things that you said you would do And because life happened, you got them done. Well, folks, those aren't goals. And I want you, whenever you're thinking about what you're aspiring to do, that you're actually aspiring to do something. So if that's the case, I want you this year to make sure you stretch yourself so you are really having to work at accomplishing that goal. As I said earlier, that's where the magic is. That's where the growth of you personally and professionally will happen. Now, if your goals are stretch goals, they they are exactly what I'm talking about. Why did you accomplish those? What happened in your life that allowed you to accomplish them? What are all the things that life is trying to teach you about last year? And then when we go to set up the plan to accomplish these goals, we're going to use all of that data to make sure we're using what life has taught us. We're going to hedge all of those bets. Now, Look at the ones that you did not accomplish. If those goals did not get accomplished, what's life trying to teach you with that? A lot of times we say we want to do something, but we never look at the cost for doing that. Maybe you were moving this year. Maybe a new child came into the world. Maybe there was so much life change, there was no way in this world that you were going to be able to get that done, and you did not account for that when you were making that goal. Well, folks, just because you want to do something doesn't mean that now is the right time to do it. So I want you to consider that as well. As you're setting these goals, 
are they appropriate for the season of life that you are in right now? And if they are, great. But if it's not, don't get rid of that goal. That's still something you're aspiring to do. But maybe that goal needs to be rewritten somehow. You know, maybe you decide that I need to accomplish that next year. But I'm going to caution you with that because anything that you push off, it's going to lose steam and it's just something that's not going to get done. So here's what I want you to do with items such as that. I want you to think about what is a piece of that goal that I can start working on right now. Now, it's not completing the entire goal, but we just figured out that life isn't going to allow us to complete that entire goal. So we are going to accomplish one part of it. Maybe it's even two or three parts. You need to decide that, but that gets you on your way to getting that goal accomplished. Think of all the things that you have to do to accomplish that goal as dominoes. And you just have to get that first domino moving to affect all the other dominoes. The hardest thing in this entire process is to move that first domino. Now, maybe we get to a point where things need to be reevaluated. We're constantly reevaluating. So I'm going to tell you all about that. And this is not easy. If this was easy, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. We wouldn't talk about it in the Rising Tide Mastermind because most people would do it. I will tell you, because I do this, I have achieved things that I never would have achieved if I did not set goals like this. We would have not had a podcast. We would have not had the Rising Tide Mastermind. I would not have a water treatment company, and I wouldn't have the incredible team that I have within the company. I wouldn't have been president of the Association of Water Technologies. I wouldn't have my certified water technologist. And folks, the list goes on and on and on. To recap, what I'm trying to get at is don't live life by default. Push yourself. Take what life is trying to teach you. Take what you know about your life. Push yourself, but also be realistic for the circumstances that you have and figure out what you want to accomplish this year. Now, here's what we do in the mastermind. We don't go one year out. And for those of you that have never done this before and you don't have anybody guiding you through the process, you need to decide if this is right for you. Whenever you go out further and further in a time frame, if you're not used to gauging that, those goals become so wildly aspirational, there's no texture to them. There's nothing granular that you can do to accomplish those. And ultimately, there's no plan that's ever built around them. And that is the secret sauce in getting goals to done, is making sure that you have a plan. We're going to talk about that today as well. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to think three years out. And by the way, if you want to listen 
to a talk that I did on this process. This is what I do with my company each and every year. This is what I do with other companies that I help facilitate their meetings and look at what they want to accomplish. I have them go three years out. And I did a TED Talk about it. It was episode 92. It was actually on the entrance platform for a TED Talk. You can hear all about that. I actually bring back to the future into this because I truly believe that if we can see what we are trying to create, that we've thought about it thoroughly. And if we can't see it, if we can't taste it and feel it and all of those things, then we did not properly visualize that goal. And if you did not properly visualize that goal, you don't know what you're making sacrifices for to get that. Folks, here's the thing. If the pain of getting there isn't less than the pain of not getting there, you're not going to get there. So if I don't achieve this thing, I'm not going to have all these amazing things that I know are going to happen when I accomplish this goal. I'm not using that as motivation. And I'm just saying, well, in addition to all the hard stuff I've got to do in my life, I've got to do this hard thing too. Folks, it's not going to happen. So use your imagination to go three years into the future. And again, to recap, I don't want to confuse anybody. If you've never done this before, just do it a year out because I know it's difficult. It's a muscle that you need to exercise and your planning muscle might be a little atrophy and that's okay. Just go a year out. For those of you that have done this before, go three years out and now you are able to visualize all the things and the why behind what you want to get done. Once you've done that, and why I use the DeLorean and Back to the Future is I want you to get into the DeLorean. Again, you can hear all about this in episode 92. So you are going three years in the future, and you're going to interview your future self and ask yourself, what are the things that I got accomplished? How did I get those things accomplished? What were some of the obstacles that got in my way? And because you were able to accomplish these things, what are all the great and wonderful things that are in your life now because you had the fortitude to work the plan? When you can see that, write it down. Write down all the goals that you want to achieve. Now, I encourage the Rising Tide Mastermind to look at five different areas. Those five areas are personal. So in personal development, we're going to look at things like health, mental well-being. What are all the ineffective habits that you have that you want to replace with newer and better habits? And what is the result if you do that? When you are creating the results, don't say, I want to lose 10 pounds. I would say that I want to be healthy enough to do this activity. See the difference there? Whenever you look at a goal as a negative, your brain does not get excited over that. So let's use everything we can to make this as successful as possible and always think in the affirmative. So at the end of 2024, if you're doing three year, at the end of 2022, if you're doing a one year, what have you achieved 
by accomplishing these personal goals. I tell you, let me tell you all the five and then I'll go back through them. So the five are personal, spiritual, relational, professional, and financial. You can add more if you want, but I think that really covers all your basis so you can start on something. So I just spoke about personal. Let's talk about spiritual. Now, I have a very specific definition on what that means to me. That doesn't necessarily mean that to you. So how do you define spiritual? And then what are the things that you are doing to directly influence all of those relationships, all of the things that you consider spiritual? What do you want to achieve? And at the end of three years, again, if you're doing one, that's fine. How are you using that to make sure that you accomplish that? So what do you want to accomplish in spiritual? Relational. Folks, there is nothing else more important than our relationships. There is nobody that has ever been transitioning in life, and by transitioning, I mean dying, and said, I wish I spent more time at work. I know you've heard that before. That's easy to hear, but how are you applying that? The only thing that matters in this life is the relationships that we have and the impact that we make on those relationships. So I want you to think about that. How are you going to improve the important relationships in your life? What are you going to accomplish in three years? or if you're doing one in one year. A great way to do that is create a tribute statement for, I would say, no more than five of the top relationships that you have. Now, folks, you have dozens of relationships in your life. If you have never done this before, that's why I say go ahead and keep it to five because this can be a very daunting task. Maybe you have one or two. That's fine because you're deliberately working on something, and that is what we're trying to do. We're trying to influence what we're doing day to day to make it better. So whatever those relationships are, spouse, children, parents, work relationships, whatever you decide, I want you to write a tribute statement. And a tribute statement, I want you again to get in the DeLorean, I want you to go to say your 90th birthday. And on your 90th birthday, you're going to observe, because you're a time traveler now, you use the DeLorean, you're going to observe yourself at this party, and these individuals that you've identified are the keynote speakers, and they are giving a tribute about your life. What do you want them to say? And that is what you're going to write down. Now, that's very aspirational, but I think you have to with relationships. Now, I'm not going to accomplish what I want my lovely bride, Stacy to say at my 90th birthday this week or this year or next year or probably the next decade. But what I can do is when I plan one week at a time, I can do a bite-sized piece of something that will ultimately make that be more true than not. We'll get to that in planning, but that's what you're trying to do. So pick a couple of relationships and write a tribute statement. Once you've done that, 
go ahead and think about what do you want to accomplish in the next three years. Now, maybe you don't want to write the tribute statement. That's a technique that I think works very well to get this section started. Maybe you already know what you want to accomplish in each one of those relationships. Feel free to do that as well, because ultimately that's what you're going to do after you do the tribute statement. Next, we'll move on to professional. Folks, we are in an amazing industry. What are all the things that you want to do to advance yourself in this industry? In a three-year time span, when we're celebrating the new year, 2025, what do you want to look back and say that I accomplished? Maybe it's a certification. Whatever it is, we need to write it down or it's never going to happen. And then finally, financial. Now, folks, I've always been taught to look at money as a means and not an end. And I think that's a very healthy way to look at money. I have worked with people and their goal was to have a certain amount of money. I don't think that's the best goal because money doesn't do anything. What are you going to do with that? What does having financial freedom allow you to do? What does having more finances allow you in the choices that you have to make, in the impacts that you want to make in each of the previous categories that we just talked about? So what do you want to accomplish as far as financial in the next three or one year? Folks, there's so many people out there that don't think about their finances. I promise if you start paying yourself the way your employer pays you and you start saving money, you start investing money, and you know that you have money that is working for you, it will allow you to make better decisions. It will allow you to do better things within those decisions. Trust me, this is a part that if you are not doing, you need to make sure that you're taking a hard look at and don't think you need to know everything. There are so many people out there, this is their job. They would not have a job if they couldn't help people like you. So please find those people, have conversations with your friends, ask them. Who are they using? How do they know they're meeting their financial goals? And I'm sure you will get a list of people that they can introduce you to so you can start having these conversations. But it all starts out with what do you want to accomplish in a three to one year period, specific, intentional about what the investments, what your compensation, what your savings, and how that will impact what you can do with that. Well, Nation, that is the hardest step, actually vision casting. What are the five areas? And again, the five areas, personal, spiritual, relational, professional, and financial. What do I want to accomplish in a three-year period? And write those things down. Once you write all those things down, I want you to take a break. And I want you to come back to it at another time. Now, schedule that because so many people don't come back to it. That's just one step. I then want you to come back to it 
and look at those and see if you can really see yourself getting those done. Now, you've already borrowed the DeLorean. Thank you. I let you borrow the time traveling DeLorean that I have in my garage. And you've gone three years in the future and you saw all these things, but I want to make sure you really did. If the pain is not greater of not achieving those items than it is to just do the same thing that you're doing right now, you didn't think about it enough. You've got to want to get these things done. And if you're there, you are ready to proceed to the next area. And that is planning. Now, one of my favorite books when it comes to planning is The 12-Week Year. This is a book that we read in the Rising Tide Mastermind. If you want a copy of The 12-Week Year, you can go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash 12-Week Year, and you can get a copy of that. By the way, what that is, this is an affiliate link. You can go directly to Amazon and buy the 12-week year for the same price that you can go to the affiliate link, but I made it easy for you by just simply clicking on our website or you remembered that name and you type that in and you went straight to it. Well, Amazon pays us a slight commission for that. The 12-week year allows us to get the momentum that most of us have in December because we are running out of year and we need to get something done each and every quarter. So the mindset change is we're going to look at each and every quarter as a year. And that means each and every week is treated like a month. If you change your mindset to this, you are going to get far more done in the first quarter than most people get all year, and it's because of how you're thinking. So what you are going to do now is you're going to take those aspirational goals that you just had, that three-year picture or maybe that one-year picture, and you're going to say, I want to talk with three-year now you're going to take a one-twelfth slice of that three-year picture. Because if you look at it, you've got 12 quarters until that three years is up. What is the first domino in each one of those categories that you need to accomplish? What is the one thing that makes the most sense to get started? And folks, the most hard thing that you will do is get started. Once you get started, everything else is a little bit easier. It's that first domino that you're pushing over. How do you need to start? And what you're going to do is whatever that one-twelfth piece of that three-year goal is, you are going to write it down. You're going to make sure that that goal is very specific. Now, when you read that, and I say specific, you're going to write the goal down so you know exactly what it looks like when it is accomplished. Now, let's use some of the things we just learned as we were creating those goals 
what is the gain that you are going to have when that goal is accomplished. That needs to be in that specific wording of that goal. I want you to word that in a way that whenever you read that, it takes your imagination to exactly that picture you had when you were thinking about all the great things that you would have. Now, we did that with the three-year goal. This is a one-twelfth slice of that. What does it look like? Make sure it is specific. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to look at the next 12 weeks and you're going to think, what am I doing over the next 12 weeks? Is there anything that I'm doing that's going to allow me to more easily tackle something on this goal? And if there is, take advantage of it. Maybe it's something in professional development and you're going to a conference. Well, there probably needs to be something around that conference to help you with that goal. And this is where you bring your life, the things that you do day to day into helping you achieve these goals. After you've observed that, you're going to look at each and every week and see what you need to accomplish each and every week in order at the end of 12 weeks to accomplish that one twelfth slice of your three-year goal. Some of the items will be repeated every week. Another item might just be on week three and week eight. There might be something that you just do on week seven. Whatever it is, you're going to come up with a plan of exactly what you need to do and when it needs to be done by. Folks, right next to each one of those, you're going to have a due by date. And you need to do everything that you can to make sure you protect that time that you're doing the things that you need to do in order to get that done by that date. Beside that, write down who are the people that can help you with that item. You don't need to do this all alone. In fact, you probably won't do it if it is all on your own. So who are the people that can help you with this? In fact, there might even be a few tasks that you can delegate for other people to do for you. You just have to make sure that they're set up for success. They know what they're trying to do and what the end result is. Otherwise, that's not going to help you at all. So use every benefit that you have to make yourself get to done on all of these. Now that you have that plan, let's talk about how to use it. I really enjoy Outlook. It's an easy program to use. I think everybody has access to it pretty much. If you don't have that, I'm sure you can use Google Calendar or something. Here's what I want to encourage you to do. I want you to plan on a week. Don't plan every single day on that day. I want you to always have a week's worth open when you are looking at your schedule. Now, each and every week, I want you to review the previous week. And I want you to ask yourself, how did I do on everything that I had to do on the previous week? Because life will teach you lessons on how to get better if we stop to observe them. And I want you to plan at least 20 minutes in your schedule each and every week where you are listening to what life is trying to teach you. Then 
apply what life is trying to teach you. You've heard it. You've listened to it. Now you're learning the lesson. How are you going to apply that this next week so next week gets better? And then what do you need to do this week based on the plan that you just did? And when is the best time for you to do this within your calendar? You're setting your plan up for success because you're looking at your life. Now, if you're somebody that doesn't keep a calendar, that tries to keep everything in your head, that might have worked in the past. But folks, when you're doing goal planning like this and you truly want to accomplish those goals, you need to keep track of what your time commitments are. And then when you can see them, you can use those time commitments to help guarantee that you're going to get things done. And if you ever wonder why certain people never forget a date, they never forget a commitment, it's not because they're smarter than you. It's not because they have a better memory than you. It's because they have a tool. So if you have not started that, maybe that needs to be part of your goals, I promise you that's probably the missing ingredient that you have in getting all of these things done. Now you have the complete week planned out and the week's going to go exactly as you planned. So you're not going to have to change anything, right? Let's be realistic. Life is dynamic And your schedule needs to be dynamic as well. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to plan something and then I'm going to just do whatever life throws my way. No, I need to be an active participant. I need to make a decision on what is the best course of action for me. Here's what I mean by that. You have a calendar that is set up because you did the weekly planning And now somebody calls and says, you need to do something different. You've got a choice to make. Do I do the thing that somebody's asking me to do? Or do I stick with my plan? Well, here's the beauty of that. You went into the future for three years. You know what's at stake if you don't do those things. You now need to weigh that against what you're trying to decide that you want to do. Now, if it's something that it's your best client, you're going to lose that account. If you don't do something right now, right this very second, you probably know what you're going to choose. And if you look at your financial commitments, your financial goals, those are probably tied to that in some way. So you're not really saying no to the plan that you have. You're just reworking some of the things that you're forced to do, but you're consciously making the decision. And here's the difference that most people don't do. They live life by default as life happens to them. They're not consciously making choices on what their choices impact them to create in the future. So if you start looking at things like that, and a great Stephen Covey quote that really helps me with this is, every time I say yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. And my goal is to always make sure that I'm saying yes to a bigger yes if I change my calendar. Totally fine to change my calendar, to totally change my plan for that day If it's a bigger yes, if it's not a bigger yes, then why would I say yes to it? The fact that I had that dialogue inside my head, I had all those thoughts, I can now say no to that 
but maybe that does something with the relationship. So I need to explain to that person why I can't do that. And I think that's why there's so many people that volunteer for volunteer positions and they never do anything in those volunteer positions because it feels good to say yes in the moment, but they didn't really think of all the things they were saying no to in order to say that yes. So that technique should work for you as well as it works for me. What are you saying yes to? And is it always a bigger yes? Now, let's say it was a bigger yes, and now you weren't able to accomplish something that you needed to accomplish on week three, and now you're in week four. Folks, life happens. You're going to go back to your plan. You're going to re-look at your plan and figure out how you catch up week three and week four and how that's going to affect all the other weeks. So many people will come up with a plan and they're so rigid that if I can't follow that, I can't get the thing accomplished. And folks, that's just not healthy thinking. Life is going to mess things up. So when it does, how do you get back on track? And here is the biggest secret to all of this. You're going to write it down. You're going to make sure that you visualize all of that. And then you're going to share this with somebody else. I know that's very scary to a lot of you, but that truly is what successful people do in order to accomplish things that are hard, that maybe they don't necessarily want to work on by default. They share that with other people for a few reasons. One is it holds them accountable. When you tell somebody that you are going to do something it's now out there in the universe. Somebody else knows that you're going to do that and they're going to ask you about it. So it holds you accountable. It takes it out of your head and it allows other people to know about it. Maybe even those people can give you some tips on how they can get this done. This is what we do in the Rising Tide Mastermind. Somebody had a similar goal that they accomplished, and now this other person that's starting from scratch doesn't have to start from scratch. They can ask the other person, how did they start? What was so hard in starting, and what would you do differently? They can now start from that point, and when they're sharing their goals, the person that's listening needs to be able to visualize that right along with the person that has the goals. And if the listener can't do that, that's probably a sign that the person that's writing the goals down, that has the goals, did not go deep enough in their imagination so they can truly believe that the pain of not getting that goal done is far worse than living life as it is right now. So all of those things are things that you can do to make this one of the best years ever. Folks, I love being able to share this stuff with you. I love the stories when I do this each and every year and you tell me I got my certified water technologist designation because I started planning for it. There's so much you can do when you unlock the potential that you have and you work within the knowledge of what you already know about your life, and especially when you get others to help you out. Speaking of others helping us out, here's the brand new series, Thinking on Water with James. 
Welcome to Thinking on Water with James, the segment where we don't give you the answers, we give you the topics and questions for you to think about, drop by drop. Now let's get to it. In this week's episode, we're thinking about control ranges for test and readings both you and your customer run and monitor. How many control ranges are enough? And when do you reach overkill? What are the key performance indicators? Should you set control ranges on tests and readings you cannot control? Or do you set them anyway so you are warned to take action downstream? How tight are your control ranges? Can the controller maintain them? Are the test procedures used accurate enough to achieve them? Are the control ranges so broad a truck could drive through them? Take this week to think about your control ranges and what you are really trying to accomplish. Each control range should have a solid reason why behind it. Be sure to follow hashtag TOW22 and hashtag ScalingUpH2O to share your thoughts on each week's Thinking on Water. I'm James McDonald, and I look forward to learning more from you. James, thanks again for coming up with another segment that you can share with everybody here at the Scaling Up Nation. So many people were inspired last year with James's challenge. Well, he's back for another full year of things that we can do to continuously get better. Something that I would like for you to do, since we're talking about calendars, since we're talking about all the things that you want to accomplish, is I want you to look and see what are the things that are happening this year? What are the conferences? What are the different events that you can attend that help you with all of these goals? So to help you out, I'm going to try to tell you about different things that I know that are coming up. So in the very near future, I hope you join me for another hang. And the hang is where we get together, we get to meet each other and other water treaters and talk about things in the industry and just have fun being an industrial water treater. To find out more information on that, you can go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash hang. And the next hang is going to be on January 20th at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Now, maybe you are in the water treatment industry that deals with particles and colloids. There is a conference coming up just around the corner. It's going to be January 10th through 12th in Fort Lauderdale. You can go to our show notes page and you can sign up for that conference. This is a two and a half day experience where attendees will discuss how to best apply modern particle and colloidal science to engineered water systems while identifying new areas for exploration. Another event just around the corner is the American Boiler Manufacturers Association, the leadership for the boiler industry. They are having their annual meeting in Indian Wells, California. That's going to be January 14th through 17th. We've got more information about that on our show notes page. Folks, if you can dream it, you can turn it into a plan. And if you can turn it into a plan, you can accomplish it. Make 2022 one of the best years yet. I can't wait to hear all about it. And I can't wait to bring you a brand new episode next week on Scaling Up H2O. When the Mastermind Group was introduced, I said, let me get in on this thing. I want to be a part of this. I want to learn how to be more productive 
and uh, make my days to where I can enjoy my family time and separated from my work time. And so I like what Trace does. And so I said, I want to be, I want to do things a lot like Trace. So let me, let me figure out what he's doing. So that's why I joined the group. To find out more, go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash mastermind.